Good morning, 739 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News, and Mike Wood is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Joins us every Thursday at around this time. Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. All right, Mike, you never, ever, ever hear me say this, so I just want to make sure that I do say it the one time. They're going to reduce Uh-oh. the speed on Airport Boulevard from 45 to 40, and I agree. <laughs> it makes sense to me. Um, that's the one I never, I hate speed limits. I hate them being reduced. I was cheering uh, as loud as I could when I 110 was increased. The 45 miles an hour on the three mile bridge is insane. Uh, but there it is. We deal with it. Uh, but this one makes sense to me because of all the curviness of that road and the kids and the traffic and just the up, all of it. Uh, my question though is is airport a road that. Aside from being at Ninth Avenue, and this is between Davis and Ninth Avenue, aside from right there at Ninth Avenue or at Davis particularly, is speed a problem on that road? Are crashes related to speed a problem on that road? I can't say that all the crashes are related to speed. I can't say that we do have too many crashes on that road. It's get, it's busy. It's getting busier and busier every year, so we do see why they would lower that speed limit uh, a little bit to 40 miles an hour. So, yeah, things, traffic has been an issue on airport for some time. Okay. I was just kind of curious what the PPD perspective on this was. Uh, you know, I understand at the intersections, but that's more for red lights and other things. But, you know, anyway, it made sense to me. Um, anything in the news? I haven't seen a lot of things, you know, make big news, but I guess there's a couple of scams going around. Is that right? Yeah. So there's it's Christmas time. People are ordering a lot of things, and there's there's two of them actually going on. One, uh, you, if you get a message from the United States Postal Service that says a package has arrived at the warehouse and cannot be delivered due to incomplete address information, please confirm your address in the link below within 12 hours. That's exactly what it says. I just read it. I got it myself this morning, and I've had it several times. Um, this is a scam. When you when you click on the link, bad things happen. So, um, you know, if, if package goes to the warehouse, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get it to, to where it needs to go one way or the other without your assistance. So uh, that is a scam. And then the other one has happened yeah, I think, twice. I think that, by the, by the uh, way, that, that one, Jake is confirming. His parents got that same thing. My parents got that email. They clicked on that link, sir. And within the day, their uh, accounts had been hit and money Ugh. had been taken. Unbelievable. Within the day. Wow. I, would, I mean, because, again, if you thought it all the way through, if they can do a good enough job of finding you that they've got your email from an inadequate address, like the logic of it doesn't add up. But, you know, in the moment, you don't think through these things through all the way. I understand. So, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, everybody's ordering pa- or having packages sent, so yeah. they just, they click on it. And, and yeah, bad things happen. So uh, we want to make sure everybody's uh, aware of that one. And then we had two more where the victims arrived at the Pensacola Airport uh, this week, both to get delivered bad news from the officer there that they'd been scammed out of thousands of dollars, one of which uh, told the individual, if you send us $500, we're going to get you a brand-new car, and the brand-new car is going to be delivered to the Pensacola Airport. Uh, the individual got there, time passed uh, when they were supposed to meet, and he was out the, the money. And then a more serious one happened to where this one was uh, out in excess of $15,000. Um, they said, if you'll send us uh, the $15,000, we're going to get you, uh, I believe it was uh, two or $100,000 to be paid at the Pensacola Airport. So, What does um, the airport yeah, have that, to do that with any of this? a lot of money. What? We have no idea. No, no idea. So... Uh, yeah, this is something. Again, if you get if you get mail, email like something like this, a message on your phone, a call on your phone for something like this to happen, it seems 
too good to be true. It is. Well, I, you know, wow. I, it's just, it's hard to fathom, but they wouldn't do it if it didn't work some of the time. It may not work on 99 people, oh. but if it works on one, it's a good day. Yeah, there are just people out there that are just, that just trust everybody. And it's a shame that, uh, that they get picked on like this and they lose a lot of money. And these people can't afford to lose $100, let alone uh, $15,000. So uh, all we can do is keep putting it out there. We hope that these people are listening. And if you have someone, especially the elderly, uh, that, that may fall victim to this, to right. please let them know that these things, uh, they're, they're just simply too good to be true, and they are. Wow, good notes. Scary stuff. Uh, you guys also, I guess you had a traffic stop that became something else, as you always say, the traffic stop and the domestic violence or the domestic scenario call to the house. Those are the two most unpredictable things in the cop world, right? Yeah, it was just a simple traffic stop in the area of Kyle Fox and Cross Street. Um, the driver fled from the officers, and a short time later, the vehicle was crashed out at A and Mallory Street, uh, where the victim of the vehicle struck a tree. This was a very serious crash. We got calls on it that morning uh, from other, other members of the media thinking that it may have been a fatality. It was that bad. But um, the individuals ran from the vehicle, and when officers arrived on the scene, there were uh, people there that were pointing in the direction that they ran. We certainly appreciate when that happens. Uh, a perimeter was set up, and with the uh, help of an Escambia County canine unit, all three individuals were located and arrested. Um, also, narcotics and a firearm was located in the vehicle. So uh, great work by Sergeant Gigliotti shift on that one. And uh, like I said, the three were arrested and, and put in jail, and they were uh, pretty much uninjured from the very serious crash. Wow, great work. As you say, you know, connected to gun and narcotics, that's, uh, you know, extra good work. And then you said a canine. Um, I haven't heard you tell about any stories recently involving the drones. Um, I assume you're still using them, or maybe there haven't been occasions. Well, the drones are on standby right now. We've had some in, some issues with the drones. The drone program is still active, uh, but we've got to keep up with those. The um, you know the newer models, the updated models, and that's what we're trying to get done now. Uh, but the the drone program is not isn't going anywhere. It's something that we want to stick with because it's been very helpful in the past. Okay, I just I I thought I heard you say two different things. I want to make sure I know which one it was. So currently we're not using the drones because they need some upgrade maintenance of some sort but we will get that and get them back online is did i hear that is that what you're saying yeah that's what i was trying to say okay no 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 i just uh, you you kind (laughs) of said it's it's in operation but also and i just didn't know which one of those i was hearing right so fair enough uh mike uh mike it's not a program it's not a program that's been abandoned okay good i i figured but like i said it seemed like that would be a case where Maybe the drone would be useful, especially with the cold temperature outside, and that's why I wanted to ask. You guys also had a child uh, endangerment case this week, right? Yeah, that happened early Monday morning, and it involved co-sleeping. And, you know, in the past we've talked about it a lot about how dangerous co-sleeping is. Jeff Simmons and the Sheriff's Department had a campaign on that as well. Uh, And it happened again. This time we were fortunate that the toddler, uh, when the toddler was found um, having issues breathing and was uh, purple, had blue lips and that sort of thing, the grandmother that was in the bed with the toddler took the toddler outside uh, to go run and find help because the toddler was having issues breathing. So they were outside. It was very cold that night, and they got about a block in 40 minutes trying to find help, and that arrived when a passing car was uh, was approaching them, and uh, the they they called the police. The individual in the vehicle called the police. We got the toddler to the hospital uh, where there was some uh, some cold injury to the extremities on that toddler, and ultimately the the grandmother was arrested for child neglect. Mm. Oh, what a 
awful case all so, around, yeah. beginning to end. And you know, just just in case there might be somebody listening who doesn't know the term, uh, co-sleeping is sleeping in the same bed with an infant or a toddler, uh, which can be. I mean, it's one of the most dangerous things you can do to endanger their lives. So, uh, thank you for the safety note, and also what a you know strange case. Uh, but the the child's doing okay now, as far as we know. Yeah, the child's going to. The child's going to be fine. We just Good. we have problems understanding why the grandmother would take the child outside trying to find help instead of uh, banging on neighbors' doors and, and that sort of thing. We understand that the phone that she had was inoperable, uh, but it's another reminder: if you do have a cell phone and you don't help have cell service, that nine one one is still going to work. Even on old cell phones, much much of the time, as long as they are compatible with the network, yeah, that's a really great safety tip. In fact, they don't they. I remember they used to collect uh, old cell phones to give to domestic violence victims. Uh, as the emergency phone they can use in need is that's that that still happens i assume right i haven't heard of that going away no okay all right very good we always like to end with a a cop myth or a did you know do you have one for me this week mike yeah it's a myth and uh, you might uh, let me ask you if a if a police car a fire truck and an ambulance and a postal vehicle all arrived at a four-way stop at the same time who has the right of way <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is a, I'm picturing. This is a, this I'm picturing is a real thing. Okay, say it one more time. I just a police car, yep. an ambulance, a fire truck, and a postal vehicle all come to a four way stop at the same time. Who has the right of way? I mean, I, I want to say nobody has the right of way. You just have to figure out because if they're all at the same time, nobody has the right of way. You're going to tell me it's like the postal the postal truck or something, ambulance. right? That's the, that's the myth, and that is completely untrue. Now, look, in, in full in full disclosure, years and years, and I'm talking about a long time ago, that was true. It was when the postal vehicle may be carrying important dispatches from the, maybe the White House, such as a declaration of war or something like that. But that's gone by the wayside many years ago. Uh, it's a regular vehicle, just like those three emergency vehicles I mentioned are also just regular vehicles. That's right. One of them or all of them is operating in an emergency mode. So, um, yeah, they all have to go by traffic laws. The mail, the mail vehicle does not have priority over over anybody else. It's, it's another vehicle just as the emergency vehicles are when they're not running lights and sirens. Unless, and I don't want to, I want to make sure that we, we mention this, unless the postal vehicle has lights and sirens going, in which case they get priority, right? Well, they're probably going to get stopped. <laughs> They're they're probably not going to make it far from that intersection because the cops going to be like, well, not now, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we all understand express mail, but that would be taking it a bit too far. <laughs> Mike Wood, he is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Uh, Mike, I'll be out next week, so uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. But Merry Christmas, and of course, Happy New Year coming up. But uh, sir, I appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Merry Christmas, thank you.